Yes. Hello and welcome back. I'm Jojo Fraser. It's time for a Mojo Injection, episode 113. It's so nice to have you back and I'm sending so many good vibes um, during these crazy times. Just hoping that you're able to find small joys in each day, that you keep connecting and do what makes you feel great, even if you really don't feel like it. Like yesterday, I just felt really flat and oh I don't want to do anything the motivation was quite low um but the sun was shining dragged myself out and top mojo injection for me as many of you will know is the wild swimming got myself out to the reservoir took my wetsuit because I thought I want to stay in a bit longer the sun is beaming down and I swam into the sun and I just felt that peace and that calm which is so important that we try and find that as often as possible. So do where do and go where you find peace and calm, wherever you're able to. And um, yeah, give yourself that space and that permission. So this week I have got a guest. Woohoo! I have Lisa Kennedy, who is the founder of the Bra and the Brave podcast, a podcast about people and their passions. She loves to talk to amazing humans about what they love, and I think that's so amazing. Lisa is also a dance artist and a choreographer, and she's done so much. It, it's so inspiring to listen to someone who's followed their passion and is, you know, achieving great things with that but also her, her new passion and her passion project is podcasting and it's really had such a positive impact on her life and I can relate to what she says about you know seeing patterns when you talk to people about you know we all have these thoughts in our head we all have imposter syndrome we all can have fears that pull us away from doing what we're passionate about and finding things that we're passionate about so important and not just necessarily you know passions to earn money but passions just to find joy and it was so inspiring to speak to Lisa so I'm really delighted to share this mojo injection conversation with you this week and yeah just welcome this is a lovely safe and real space where we can um just chat and um yeah stay as positive and stay curious um and and listen and learn so yeah let's do it let's get lisa on guys thank you so much right okay lisa thank you so much for coming on the mojo injection it's an absolute pleasure thank you so much for having me Oh, well, you know, when I was on your podcast, was it last month? Uh, I just loved your energy and like, one, I love the name of your podcast, The Broad and the Brave, because it's just awesome. Thank you so much. And thank you for agreeing to feature on The Broad and the Brave. Like, I was massively appreciative of you being so given of your time and your energy as well like it was lovely to to connect with you as part of that event and to make the podcast happen even though we couldn't and still can't be in the same room as each other I know it's strange times isn't it it's like I was thinking I was looking over old footage last night and I'm known for getting people like singing in my kitchen and you know people are like oh mojo injections it's just a laugh but you know when you play music after you've had like a podcast and then you play music and dance around and it's like I've not done that in so long it's just used to the zoom or whatever way you kind of connect with people it's just mental isn't it it's so true because like 
prior to, to lockdown, like the first time last year, um, I had recorded over 70 episodes in person. Wow. So, I, you know, when that all initially kicked off, you know, I was obviously originally concerned about my work and not being able to because I, you know my work is working with people and being in the space but then once I came to terms with that I was like oh I know I can't even do the podcast like what's going to happen but thankfully you know I have the means you know I'm very grateful to have the, the means and to have sussed out how to do it online so that I've still been able to be connected and have those conversations that I was enjoying having um, so yeah very grateful for that but it's not it isn't the same as being in real life for sure. I know it's 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 a weird thing but I think now more than ever people are really you know looking for a, like positive podcasts and inspirational podcasts and you really be able to help people give them a bit of a boost um like audio content's just so important now isn't it I think so yeah I mean certainly podcasts I was kind of late to the game with podcasts lots of people that I knew listen to oh do you listen to podcasts and I was like no not really you know if I was commuting so like I'm a freelancer so I can be here there and everywhere you know in a, in a usual day so I would normally be listening to music in the car but actually as a, a dancer and choreographer sometimes it's quite hard to switch off when there's music you start choreographing uh, so that's how I got into listening to podcasts just to you know to kind of switch off from the the work side of things and um yeah I had been listening to podcasts for a, maybe a couple of years before I actually started my own but um I still have the ones that I gravitate towards on a regular basis mm -hmm. and then I love discovering new podcasts as well which are obviously just popping up left right and center especially because of all the lockdowns people are getting some podcast projects on the go which is really nice to see I know because you you were speaking about um before I've seen um like you talk about passion projects and things like that and encouraging people to do that which is so cool because I remember the first time it was December 2017 someone said to me why have you not got a podcast and my first reaction was what I can't do that like what yeah. what do you mean and they were laughing. They were like, oh, it's so weird seeing like you, you seem like on stories and stuff, like so confident and like you're totally doubting yourself. And I was like, yeah, but I would have no idea what to do. And then somewhere within me was like, I'm going to do that actually. And did all the work and then launched it in June, 2018. And uh, genuinely, as you talk about like passion projects, I think, you'll probably agree that a podcast is such an amazing thing to do because you learn so much you meet so many people you you know and and when you're like constantly interviewing people like patterns come up and you think oh yeah and you normally get some takeaway from every discussion and it's different Absolutely. like everyone's got a, a story to tell and everyone's so valuable so well, that's it you know the fact that you asked me on your podcast I'm like no I'm really not interested <laughs> compared to the people that I've spoken to over the last two years and my podcast turned two years old this week which I can't believe you know and like you say it's just been such an amazing opportunity to connect with people in real life but also over the internet albeit and to hear these amazing stories and it is a passion project for me it is a hobby it was something that I wanted to have just for me that wasn't related to my work because I absolutely love my work and it takes up quite a lot of my, my world. Mm -hmm. um, but I think it's really important to have something just for yourself that's not maybe necessarily constrained to deadlines or budgets or anyone else's input. It's just for you and you 
do it when you want to do it. I mean, of course, then I took the podcast and just ran with it. And of course, I put all the deadlines and all the, <laughs> the pressure <laughs> on myself to like put it out once a week and not miss a week. And But yeah, it was very much just, it actually didn't start life as a podcast. It started life as a blog. So um, I was writing, so I was I was recording um, just on a little dictaphone, a conversation with, you know, a creative that I'd maybe worked with before and then was writing it up as a kind of magazine article and as much as I enjoyed that process I was kind of procrastinating over a lot of the what I was writing just not feeling that I was kind of able to capture the essence of that person in the conversation as well as you can in a podcast when it's just like no one can tell their story better than the actual person that lived that story I feel so um that's when I, you know when I started the podcast I was like yeah this is what it was meant to be but I did enjoy those those uh, conversations that I had for the blog for sure yeah but I can see why and the thought of like writing it all up and like all the editing and stuff and when you have the chat it's just yeah it's it's different isn't it it's it's, it's just someone's energy and the way that they communicate themselves and put themselves across and how you know I'm fascinated by stories and, and storytellers and I think it's something that we should really hold on to and appreciate you know the, the passing down of stories if you like and like you were saying like that takeaway from someone else's story I just found it difficult you know it's probably just my you know level of writing but I just found it difficult to capture the essence of that person in my, my own kind of writing so it was lovely to to kind of transfer it over into a podcast and it's just it, it's grown into something that I could not believe like I, I can't imagine not doing the podcast now and sometimes I need to remember like this is not your job Lisa <laughs> this is a hobby <laughs> well if you want I guess if you were looking, you know, and you had plans for the next five years or whatever, you could be like, yeah, I could just make this my one thing. And But as you say, it's it's a balance, isn't it? Because, you you know, when you love something so much and you, you often hear people say, oh, but then it would take the fun out of it and stuff. But, you know. That's true. I mean, like, I, I could never have imagined that I would end up doing the job that I do. You know, that was my first love was dance and performing. Um, and I've been so lucky to create that into a career kind of thing but um, the thing about the podcast is because I'm lucky enough to work with so many different kind of people initially that's who I was approaching was composers, directors, other dancers that I had worked with that I'd been lucky to you know have that collaboration with but in the rehearsal space you've not always got the time to be like so tell me your life story so you know you'd had that connection with the person and then you all go your separate ways to work on different projects and it was like do you know what I'd love to sit down with that person and find out essentially how how they arrived at their passion project which then could have became a career or you know I've I've had people in the podcast that they have made space in their life for a hobby and that's just equally as important so it's not a careers podcast it's Uh the the brave is people in their passions so it opens the doors, not just to like the creative industries as well, but I've had people from all walks of life. I've had people that have travelled the world on their motorbike. Mm-hmm. I've had, you know, like I was saying, I've had composers, but I've also had events planners, I've had charities, you name it kind of thing. And I, that's what I like about that kind of tagline, people and their passions. It's, it's left the door firmly open to have as many creative conversations as we can. Yeah, and it's so good. Like passion's one of my favourite words. I actually have it tattooed on my arm in a Thai script just because I I don't know I I think like it hit me when I was I think it was 24 when I was traveling around the world that I hadn't although I'd been in a job I love like you say you're a dancer and we'll we'll dive into this like I 
I, the job I was doing at that time, I enjoyed it, but it was very much for the, the business card status. Like it just sounded really cool to be like in this marketing role. And it was sort of, it was fun and it, it felt important putting a suit on and flying down to London and stuff. But the passion it hit me was just not there anymore. So like for you, like capturing like people's passions, it's, it's such an important thing to do because it encourages more people. So, um, I think so, and you know, I've been lucky in my career as well to to try and help other people to find their own passions or to find their the skills and celebrate what they have to bring to the, the table. You know, certainly dance isn't everyone's favourite thing, and I've been in many situations, whether it be in a school or with a community group or with a wedding, a, a couple that are, are going to be married soon, where one person or the whole room are maybe not up for for dancing I'm not a dancer they, they label themselves as like oh I can't dance or this is not for me and and in that moment where you're able to say listen we're just we're just moving we're just going to see what happens there's no like preconceived ideas of what we're going to make here let's just give it a go and then to see somebody maybe find something in themselves or unexpected and find the joy in that that's like the best thing ever so for me it, that's like an absolute joy that I get to do usually not these days, <laughs> yeah. uh, but uh, what I get to do on a, you know, on a usual basis. So when I speak to other people about the fact that they get to do their passion on a regular basis, like it, it kind of refuels my excitement for my job and what I get to do. It's amazing. So tell us your story then. What Was there like a sort of light bulb moment when you realized, like were you watching Dirty Dancing or something or, or were you a kid? Like, is there like one moment or was there sort of build up with various... Yeah, just a bit of a build-up. Dance has always been in my life. Went to dance as a, as a kid, so did my sister. Um, loved it, absolutely adored my dance teacher. Like, still in my head, she's just the epitome of, like, what a dance teacher should be. She was just so positive, so inspiring. Um, and knew that I would always have dance and performing in my life. And actually, for, for a good while, my sister and I, we did a lot of singing and playing guitar and we, we had a duet together. So that was the kind of focus for a wee while. We kind of dropped it, not, not entirely, but the focus was definitely on music. And that was maybe going to be a career option for the two of us. But we ended up going kind of down different paths. Although she is now in my dance troupe. So it's funny how she's like, I was always bossing her about to get into shows like you know Emma we're doing a show today and she's like oh Lisa do we need to but you know I'm like well you'll thank me now because you're in a dance trip <laughs> but, um, but yeah just in terms of like career-wise um, I ended up getting a, a position with a dance company um, which was supposed to be like a year and a half post and it ended up lasting about six years which was which was wonderful and it was my remit to kind of support the promotion of Scottish dance, so Highland, Kayleigh, try and just get people excited about those those traditional dance styles. Um, so that was an amazing opportunity because not only was I out teaching and delivering, um, I had I was also getting the chance to do some CPD and get you know some development work in there as well and to grow as a, as a practitioner. But I think I've always leaned towards as much as I love performing and stuff, and I still do perform. I do love teaching other people and working with other people to, to find their creativity um, and that's where the choreography side of things came in a, a bit later down the line and my first kind of big uh, choreography job was um, it was a co-choreographed piece for the Commonwealth Games handover ceremony so when Glasgow were getting the flag in mm -hmm. 2010 
and myself and an Indian choreographer, Patap Shetty, got the job of co-choreographing a Scottish slash Bollywood inspired dance for an event uh, in Glasgow and just getting that opportunity was amazing and, and that I think from then on that's when I really dived into the kind of choreography side of things more than just teaching and, perfor and performing as well. Wow that's so you've got that passion within you like you know so you love being up there doing it but it's it's bringing out that joy in other people that really gets you going. Yeah I mean as much as I love coming up with you know a full dance routine I will absolutely be ready to go into the space and totally change it because the minute you get in a space with other people, experienced or, or, or otherwise, their ideas are important and they matter. And whether I'm choreographing a musical or whether I'm choreographing a first dance, like I was saying earlier on, I, I just find it really important that everyone involved feels comfortable and feels really empowered by whatever movement they're doing. So it's not just like, here's this amazing choreography, like you have to get it. That's not what it's about. It's about making that person feel and look the best that they can. Um, and, and feel confident whether they're getting on a stage or whether they're just doing it for themselves so it could be like a, you know in a small dance class in a village hall somewhere or it could be going on a massive stage for a performance it's it's the joy that I get from dance and got you know I have gotten from dance from a young age like I want everybody to experience that and, and you know you go into some schools to do a project and there'll be young people that are like I don't dance I hate dance and I'm like it's not really dance it's just movement and then you've got the other kids are like oh but we thought it was dance I'm like it is dance <laughs> you're just gonna have a label a bit, a bit differently you know but um yeah just that empowerment that I think moving your body to, to music and moving your body with other people and the escapism that the expressive arts gives you and the confidence like it ticks so many boxes do you think we we are all dancers deep down, but we're we're sort of scared? Like, and when I say that, you know, some people obviously got a talent to really pick up moves. You know, I, I remember going to mambo dance class with an ex boyfriend, and the moment I saw him on the dance floor, I was like, "Wow, he has got the moves." And I maybe wasn't as natural with the feet, the footwork. He like he picked it up straight away, and I was like, "Wow." So maybe some people it comes more naturally too, but do you think we are all, we should really all like we're made to dance, like it's something that we're made to do to express ourselves? Yeah, I mean, I know that I can get really passionate about dance and certainly if you're in a space where the people that you're working with are being expected to sing, dance and act and they will have a, something that they find is more their kind of strong suit. They'll say, oh, I'm definitely an actor. I'm not a dancer. Well, I'm like, well, you're in a musical, so you're going to have to, you're going to have to be a triple threat. And I get it. Like, you know, not everybody absolutely loves it to the level that I do, mm -hmm. but it's a bit like the mechanics of singing. Like we can all sing, mm -hmm. whether you enjoy it or whether you, you can do it to, you know, a certain high level or you have the skill set to do, you know, fancy gymnastics with your vocal cords. Like we all have the ability to move our bodies whatever however our bodies move and there's no right or wrong way in my, in my opinion you know as long as you're being safe and you're not going to injure yourself in the process then yeah, <laughs> I think we all have the ability to dance for sure without a doubt I would never say to someone you can't dance that just doesn't in my vocabulary and it's just such good therapy as well it's like you sort of it's a really good way to release any negative energy isn't it it really is. Although I think I've discovered on 
the kind of lockdown, well, I feel like the whole year's obviously been a lockdown, that I definitely thrive when I'm dancing with other people. Uh-huh. And whether that be in a rehearsal space or whether I'm on stage with my dance troupe, um, it's something that, that gets me going, that, that makes me want to dance. Or whether I'm out with my pals, at, you know, a birthday party or whatever. Um, I've not been as compelled to dance at home alone. Yeah. Um, which is really funny, but I, I think that is, it's just from years of collaborating and being in the space with people and enjoying moving together. So I'm dead excited to get back to that whenever it's safe to do so, for sure. Are you normally the first on a dance floor when you're out? or? Well, I don't like to be that person in case they're like, oh, she's a dancer. She thinks, I'm like, I'm really, <laughs> I just like to like throw some shapes without having to think about the five, six, seven, eight. It's quite nice when you just do your thing. You don't need to write, you don't need to write anything down. You need to remember it. Um, yeah, so I, I try and hang back a wee bit. I don't want to be that guy who's first in the dance floor. But yeah, probably one song in, I'm like, right, I'm up. <laughs> if there was a song that would get you up on the dance floor, what would it be? Oh, that's such a good question so many songs like I'm a big kind of 90s kind of fan like R&B so probably anything from that kind of era yeah like kind of old school Beyonce Destiny's Child but yeah like but then I, because of my love for music and my parents my dad's a guitarist so we've, we've kind of grown up with quite an eclectic taste of music anything a good speak like in 70s 60s anything at all really like I, I do have quite an eclectic um love of different kind of music but yeah I think probably the 90s is my, such my good, dance such a good decade right that's totally I, I put on like some 90s stuff in the garage the other week and I put um a disco light bulb in the just yes and I was just like really getting into it I was like you know like the kids came in at first and then they got bored and I I think I danced for about 45 minutes I've not done it since so I was like I need to do this every day go in and shake it but uh I've not managed to keep up the habit that's a good plan actually I made a playlist for a friend's hen party when I was her bridesmaid and I've kept it on my Spotify and it's like a real favorite and I've done that a few times on like the lockdowns or whatever just put it on while I've been doing the housework or whatever and um yeah just recreating you know your own music video <laughs> yeah I love it I love it and like what dancers inspired you growing up then wow that's a good question yeah as I say I think my dance teacher my you know my first ever dance teacher she was just such an inspiration it was in the 80s I was born in 82 so oh me um, too well yeah you're in 82 as well mm-hmm. um yeah so she just you know she had the proper like leg warmers and like sweat band and she looked amazing and she you know she always had a lippy on for the class so I just thought she was just a total goddess so I loved her and I just loved the way she moved she was a beautiful dancer absolutely beautiful dancer but then I do have probably didn't realize it until in more recent years but I do have a love for the kind of musicals of the kind of golden era so like your Gene Kelly you know and that's that's really what inspired my dance troupe so I've got a 1940s 50s inspired dance troupe um, called the Kennedy Cupcakes which we've been going for 12 years although obviously in the last year we've not performed together but that was born out of just that love of movie musicals like Singing in the Rain and just um, that kind of golden era of that kind of sweetheart look and circle skirts and you know your kind of military pin-up style girls so 
Wow. That's why I'm still able to perform. I think it kind of lends itself to being a wee bit older and still still, still doing the dancing. Oh, that's amazing. So where would you perform? We've been so lucky. Like over, So we started in 2009. I had, I had actually been a pro cheerleader for four years um, and loved that and had amazing experiences performing at basketball games, football games, went to America twice to oh. um, a convention that's for like all the NBA and NFL squads to learn all the routines for the year and a, a phenomenal experience and then came out of that squad and had a year out from performing, but still teaching and you know, I was working full time for the dance company at that point um, and just really missed performing. And it was like, right, well, I'm going to create something of my own. What, what is it going to be? And it, for some reason, this this idea of this kind of 1940s, 50s inspired trip came into my head and then I couldn't shake it off. So the Kennedy Cupcakes was born. And um, yeah, lots of kind of military events we do, like a lot of armed forces mm-hmm. events because we have the kind of army um, RAF inspired costumes. We dance to some of the music of um, kind of 40s the Glenn Miller band, that kind of thing. In fact, we actually performed at an event alongside the, the actual Glenn Miller band once, which was amazing. Um, but we've done all sorts of things. We've done people's weddings. Um, we've done a lot of kind of like corporate events, but really small events as well. People's birthday parties, people's 90s. And yeah. um, we've done some dementia-friendly events as well, which are, are always just an absolute joy and privilege to do. Oh, that's incredible. You must be like so proud. That's such an achievement. It's thank you. It's it's lovely. Like it wouldn't have happened without the actual, you know, the cupcake. So I'm cupcake Lisa. There's cupcake Emma, who's my sister, and all the other girls in the troupe, they are bit like friends for life, like best friends for life. I knew exactly who I wanted for that troupe. And the minute they became available, it was like, I have to have you. And we've grown up together, you know, because I've known some of them for longer than the, the trip's been going but in the 12 years you can imagine there's so much has happened to us all in that time um, but we're friends first and foremost and the trip is just like an extra thing that we get to do together you know rehearsing a weekly basis obviously not in the last year um, but yeah it's just been amazing to, to see them on their personal journeys as well as a friend but also have this thing that we get to do together and all these amazing events that we've been to and people we've met and it's it's lovely it really is you'll be looking forward to getting back out there once we oh, get through this I just know, got this like, next wee bit to get through we get the I vaccines know. doing its thing you know got to have hope to make sure these costumes still fit for jojo <laughs> <laughs> oh. i still remember the dance routines that i choreographed <laughs> it'll, just, it'll just come straight back it's still in your Hopefully. blood you know You've got well, you know, some of the routines, we're still dancing some of the very original routines that are like 12 years old, which seems crazy now, but um, yeah, so I think they're, I think they're in there, I, can't, I don't think I can shake them off, I think we're going to remember them for life. They are stuck. <laughs> there they are. And do you have any, have you had the time to sort of reflect on other sort of dance projects you'd like to do once we get back into normal life? You got kind of... Yeah, I'm really lucky to work on a variety of different things, whether it be with young people or, for instance, like I work for an Amdram um, theatre group, rather, um, Airdrie Coatbridge Operatic, who I've worked for for a number of years now. I think it's over it's over 11 years. Um, and we were literally, the, uh, no joke, the day before 
production was starting so we had a production of Oklahoma that was going on stage the next day we had the 26 piece orchestra in the room and then it was just like this isn't happening and I just feel for all those people that worked all those months to put that beautiful production together so who knows what will happen whether you know I, I have no idea at the moment but certainly I'd like to get back in the room with those people to create to make something or to do something mm -hmm. whether it be that production or you know something new um yeah I don't really have I don't think I've got like a kind of bucket list of like you know there's probably a couple of things that you're like well that'd be nice if I got asked to do that I've never choreographed a, a music video for instance oh. that'd be cool you know and I have sp spoken to quite a number of musicians on the podcast and you're like do you need do you need a do you need some dancing in your video <laughs> do you need some choreography and I mean choreography can just be it doesn't need to be full-on dance routines it could just be like how are you going to get from a to b in an interesting way uh-huh yeah putting a little bit of a twist to it or absolutely yeah because i work with actors sometimes on projects but it's not it's not a dance routine it's just thinking outside the box and in terms of making the movement like i say from a to b to c a bit more interesting especially if you're working in like children's theater mm -hmm. i've done some projects with the tron theater uh, working on productions that are predominantly for like, audiences that, of young young kids uh -huh. so you know if you've got two actors on stage and they've got to move around the space to keep you know there may be limited dialogue but mm -hmm. the movement's got to be even more exciting and interesting and they've been really interesting projects to work on just because it, it challenges me to kind of come out of my dancer head like there's no five six seven eight it's yeah, just like yeah. well how can we throw an egg in the air or a pretend egg and catch it in a really cool interesting way yeah so you're just adapting <laughs> it all to your your audience because kids are they're on it <laughs> it's like a different you know it's different expectations and different of course, of course. And stuff. so yeah just probably more of the, the same more of the stuff that i've been so lucky enough to do thus far um but yeah just always open to to new ideas and projects and I work in schools a lot and I enjoy that working in primary schools and secondary schools I like the, the mix you know like I love the banter yeah. in a high school and all the drama and all the like they're always like right what costume are we in you know and you're like well we've not got a dance yet so let's not worry about the costume <laughs> <laughs> and then in a primary school where you're this visitor you're maybe just in for a day or a week or whatever and it's that kind of excitement thing when they're getting out of class and we're going to do something totally different and yeah I, I, I just miss I miss all of that I absolutely do and I really believe in the power of the arts in general and mm -hmm. to, to help boost learning you know getting on your feet and moving around and being creative to to kind of assist any sort of learning whatever the subject is I really believe in the power of that and I've been lucky to work on some kind of health and well-being programs in schools and um, and see the legacy that you leave once you've, you've done a project that like that with young people so yeah just missing it all really it's rotten <laughs> oh, but I, I, get, I, I totally get it I get you know we, we can't be in spaces with people right now and that's we've got to keep everybody safe so I think we'll just appreciate everything so much like we are oh. going to be so much more mindful of the simple things and you know dancing again with people is just going to be such a joy and we're just going to dance all the harder and shake all the more and live all the more and yeah i just just trying to see take the positives out of it and 
you know, maybe we've had a chance to slow down a little bit and then reflect. And I mean, what advice would you give? Have you had any advice yourself to sort of get you through this time that's stuck or any of your own kind of mantras for people that are missing their arts or their passions that they can't, their connections and you know absolutely yeah i mean i guess for me it has just been the gratitude like really grateful for what i do have mm-hmm. and the position that I, I i am in personally like i'm safe um you know i have loved ones that i'm not you know that are around me mm-hmm. that I, you know, i've got friends that i can obviously zoom with and family members I can zoom with if I can't actually see them mm-hmm. um so it's, it's grateful for the people and the things that you do have for sure has, has got me through this year um yeah and I think it's just that kind of looking forward like I, I, I tend to be a, a positive person in the sense that I'm that annoying person that goes ah, but it'll be fine it'll be great like just think about it and to, you know and I know that's not always helpful for me more just like we just want to be annoyed let us be annoyed <laughs> and I totally I totally believe in that too but for me it, is, it has just been the I'm very lucky in a lot of ways so it's just been thankful for the things that I have got and the things that I can control as well mm-hmm. you know and I think that having the podcast this year because I do gravitate towards making stuff like I'm just like I've always got a project on the go whether it's we work or whether it's kind of hobby wise um and I think the podcast has been great for that so that when work hasn't been as you know anywhere near as busy mm-hmm. it's had been something to to focus my energy and my creativity and as you might be able to tell I like to be leather so the fact that I started a podcast is just like <laughs> ideal it's great and and do you was there like a light bulb moment like obviously you were doing the blogs and stuff did you just did someone encourage you or did you just think oh no this would be better as a podcast do you know it was actually my mum and she bought me the microphone that I'm talking to you through right now so yeah she was like you should just do a podcast because I was always going I heard this thing on a podcast oh I was listening to this podcast and she was like Lisa and I think by that point I had kind of I'd stopped really writing the, the blog um because I was just procrastinating over every sentence and agonizing mm. over everything and as much as I, I do enjoy writing and I, I have actually started to do a wee bit more of that mm. um, related to the podcast itself but just more blog posts about being creative and you know that kind of imposter syndrome all the things that you were saying earlier on come up mm-hmm. on the podcast the things that time and time again you're hearing other people say and you're like oh yeah good you're the same as me great <laughs> you think that too um so I, I do still enjoy writing but it, it definitely was my mum that had said why don't you just start a podcast then I was like mm, don't know and then just did the old like google search and was like how do you do that and just started from there and obviously it has changed going into lockdown and trying to figure out how you do it remotely mm-hmm. um, but it's it is doable and that's another thing that I've been able to do this year that I'm really grateful for is support a couple of people in their journey to starting a podcast which is amazing because I'm like yeah more podcasts like yeah make a podcast it's dead easy just make a podcast you'll love it you'll you'll just absolutely love it do it (laughs) it's great that's amazing because like I've noticed like so many people saying oh like how do you do a podcast and like loads of people are thinking about it right Mm -hmm. and if you can encourage anyone to do that it's brilliant well, yeah, I mean, I've said time and time again, I'm no guru, I'm, I'm still learning all the time, but, I, I, you know, there's a way to do it that's worked for me. It's not 
there's no right way, Matt. You know, there's probably a far more professional setup or whatever. But you've got to start somewhere, and I, I did start somewhere, and it worked for me, and it, it has changed and developed. But I think as a facilitator, being someone who has been in the arts for quite a long time mm -hmm. and is used to going into a room and not necessarily knowing anybody in that room and, and having to take charge of that space, mm -hmm. the skills that I've been able to, I've been really lucky to build up in my career have, have helped me. Yeah. And doing the podcast, like approaching people that I don't know, because obviously initially it was predominantly folk that I'd worked with before, like so-and-so. And you know, it's like, if you know me, you're probably going to end up in this on this podcast at some point. But I, I did want to branch out and meet new people. And it was like, well, you're just going to have to ask. And what's the worst that can happen? Like people might just go, that's not for me or not right now or, mm. you know. And like I had the total, like, let me be honest, like I had, when you asked me, first of all, I was like, how lovely like I can't believe you asked me to come on a podcast and then I was like oh no I can't go on a podcast because what am I going to say and here I am <laughs> waffling on that's just the mind you know it's just the mind being an asshole we just we just tell the mind to shut up and you know <laughs> well I think I think that the joy of doing it outweighs any like sort of kind of fear attached to it so I can still have that imposter syndrome of like oh I can't ask so and so or maybe they won't want to do it or and then I'm like well, you won't know unless you do ask and you enjoy it that much that you're not going to stop asking. So just yeah. just ask because the worst yeah. that can happen is people just say no and they'll have their own reasons and that's fine. You know, you don't have to come on my podcast. If I've asked you and it's just not for you, that's, of course, that's absolutely fine. I would not be offended. Um, but more often than not, I've learned again in my career as well, people are great and they will help you out if they can. You know, I have nothing to offer anybody that was coming on my podcast other than we're just going to hopefully have a nice chat for an hour and yeah. people listening to it will maybe take something away from it and that's the thing about the podcast that's totally blowing my mind is that people actually listen to it and they like it but that's all to do with my guests not very much to do with me but it's just like I didn't think about that you know I didn't really think about the fact that of what the listeners want that I, I, I think I very much keep it authentic in the sense that I am asking you on my podcast. I'm genuinely want to know about you, and I want to ask you these questions. Like I'm genuinely interested. It's not I'm not asking anybody on the podcast because I think it will get me more listens. That's yeah. not my motive. It's yeah, motive. yeah. I know. I remember someone saying to me the first year. So, what's your business strategy? And I was like, I oh, know. I I don't like like yeah. I can see what you're saying. Like have a have a clear goal and the up your listeners and stuff and I was like but this is really just for the love like I'm not you know I'm not going to turn someone down like if someone really interesting got in touch with me because I put a book out at the time so it was quite busy so I was finding that I, I didn't have much time to think and then I'd maybe get messages I'd love to come and speak about this and I was like oh that'd be really interesting I'm not thinking oh well let me see is it in line with my strategy how many follow like it's just not it's never really been like I've had people on it that have got like millions of followers and some that don't even have a blooming social media account do you know what I mean it, you've got to do it for the love you've got to um you've got to want to do it haven't you for like for yourself and I think yeah, that's well, it's not a commitment like you're still creating something you're putting it out and you're putting your name to it and yeah. I'm like it's my baby it's a bit like you know the dance troupe and any of the projects that I work on that I'm lucky enough to work on like I do really I'm 
I'm really respectful of everything that I get to work on. Um, I'm respectful of the people that I work with. And it's the same with the podcast. Although this is a passion project, I, I still treat it with that kind of idea. Like, I'm putting this out in the world, so it's got to be good. Like, I, you know, but it's all based on, like, my level of, like, what that, if it sits well with me, then I'm happy to put it out. So if I'm asking somebody to come on or if someone approaches me, I'm very much like, let's just you know go with your gut what feels good what feels right and yeah, yeah it's not really let me down yet so I'm just yeah, gonna the, keep doing the gut that. is the best way the intuition you know it's like yeah. when you take time to get still as well and you're like right does this feel right or is this what I want to do and rather than because if you get really busy and then you can just you know it'd be easy just to be like oh but yeah it's just, it's just taking that time to check in but when you're mm-hmm. passionate about it and you know it's and for you, you're interviewing people that are embracing their passions. So I guess that's kind of your thing, right? It really is. Like it massively motivates me and inspires me. And I hope that, you know, that's an absolute hope that the podcast will do that for someone else, that someone else will be in their car or going on a walk or trying to chill out in the bath and listening to one of my guests and whatever they've said it could be the whole podcast episode it could just be one line that resonates with that person and makes them feel good or makes them feel seen or heard or just that it maybe inspires them to start doing something that they've always wanted to do you know it could be something really really small or something quite you know monumental if if my podcast does that that's like amazing I've had so many lovely messages of people even one today like somebody just messaged me saying like I've just like I can't believe I've just found your podcast and like I've listened to hundreds of them already I'm like oh my word like that's mental but for me it's in the moment it's about me and that guest just like it is for for me right now talking to you it's just us I'm not thinking about the episode and the edit and how it's going to be perceived like it's just about the conversation with that person and I think I do love to talk and I know I'm on your podcast because you want me to talk but I think that's what I've really struggled with in my own podcast because I wanted to be a conversation mm-hmm. so you, you you're almost like you've got that kind of rapport with other person but I do want to just listen to that person's story and get as much as they want to give in that moment because I, I just find people fascinating I really do and it's great to be curious like if you can sort of go into every conversation like expecting to learn something you know because we can all when we're listening someone had said to me you know two years one mouth you know for a reason it's like and I thought yeah that's a good point actually because we we could pick things up so for you obviously you'll have so much knowledge within you and so many like little aha you know because when you're constantly speaking to people who are living out their passions you may start to notice patterns or you know things so what's kind of stuck with you and I know there's so much because you're are you not like 136 or something like that yeah right? that's right yes yeah. so I've, I've I've just put out 100 a number 136 and I've recorded a few on top of that just you know you've got to have the wee bank there you've got a wee bank <laughs> it's amazing yeah in terms of like the things that come up time and time again and I will say that I guess if if they say something that someone else has said or like a few other guests have said and it really doesn't matter what their experience has been or what their background is or what kind of creative industry they're in or 
whatever they do for a living or whatever their passion project is a lot of people say to me about the whole imposter syndrome like oh I'm going to get found out like I just feel as if I'm going to get found out and I'm like no surely you don't have imposter syndrome you know when people are talking to you they're telling you all the things that they've done how successful they are all the opportunities that they've embraced the the traveling they've done the people they've spoke to the accolades they've won and they're they're still saying yeah I'm just I'm just making this up and I'm like you aren't you can't be like that's me <laughs> but I think I think it's lovely though you know you, you feel for people in the moment where they're expressing that I have imposter syndrome or I have self moments of self-doubt but you almost have that kind of feeling of like oh good somebody else feels like that great it's not just me you're we're not alone kind of thing so yeah that comes up a lot um which I really appreciate people being honest about and saying because it, it definitely makes you feel like oh good like we're all we're all just like making this up and figuring it out but nobody knows the answers <laughs> good yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but I think that's probably the main thing that comes up time and time again but yeah just when I look I mean I'm sitting the list of people that have been on the podcast is sitting here and I was just like I've obviously been very lucky to be actually been in the room working with some of these people and learned so much but equally I've never met the person in real life and just had a conversation on my podcast and still learned so much and I think that's the power of like just sitting down with somebody and having a blather like what they can teach you you know as much as it's lovely to talk it's really important to listen to and do you find like so there's the imposter syndrome that can stop people from following their passions right do you find people have told you that perhaps they like listen to the wrong advice at first from others or like you know external factors that stop them initially from following their passions yeah there's there's probably been a variety of different stories where you know the classic especially the kind of creative arts you know the arts it's like that's a mickey mouse job that's maybe not a a real career Mm kind of pathway to take and you know Obviously, there's been other stories where the people have been totally supported, whether it be you know within school or their home life, and that's great. But um, yeah, so there's been a, a real variety of the, that kind of scenario where people maybe or they they just they were deemed academic, so they mm-hmm. thought that that was the route that they wanted to go down, but really, actually, you know, creating a beautiful space and or playing an instrument was really their, their their love or or maybe just that someone found that down the line that you know and you don't necessarily find your passion project when you're at school or when you're you know a young adult some people are discovering their passions later in life and that's that's amazing you yeah. know and, and I would definitely encourage that and I hope that the podcast as well like I try to get a variety of people from a variety of different backgrounds and passion projects because I don't like I was saying earlier on, I don't want to sell this story. Like, so I discovered that I loved dancing when I was four. You know, that that's my story, but that's definitely not everybody's. So it's nice to speak to people that have had a real kind of plethora of experience. And I think most people will say as well that whatever they've done and whatever pathway they've taken, it's not been the wrong path. It's just their path. Yeah, and maybe they've got to a passion like like later on so like maybe they've loved acting or something and someone's told them no and then they've what was it my husband had said uh Gerard Butler he got into acting quite late yeah there's there's so many like really famous actors that you realize that 
they didn't really become famous or you know get notoriety or I can say that word um, until they were much later in their career that they did other things beforehand and I think well that life experience surely can only serve to to make you a better actor or you know like yeah. I, I think everybody in the podcast that said they've maybe found their passion later in life or th they've had something else running alongside it mm -hmm. but that's not necessarily a negative thing yeah it's just yeah. that's just their path and I think it's important when we are speaking to young people like there's no wrong path yeah yeah you know like your story is your story and it's like transferable skills you know like me teaching dance for all, all these years and choreographing they, it definitely has helped me to do the podcast and although that is just a hobby I, I genuinely don't think I could do the podcast if I hadn't had all that experience so I think it's just like I'm glad of it you know I've, I've found this new thing that I like doing and the other things that I've done in my life are helping it so great more of that I love that and it's also the people you meet along the way too so sometimes you think well if I'd gone into that straight away I wouldn't have met I wouldn't have had those friendships or I would never yeah. have met that person and you sort of think of you know what they've taught you and the memories you've made with people and it's like that thing again and you're like oh you meant to meet people for a reason and do you know it's just so true it's sort of like that gratitude rather than being like oh maybe I shouldn't have done that but oh wow like I got that friend like that friendship and like taught me so much you know yeah try not to like regret anything mm -hmm. any decisions because like like I was saying earlier on going with your gut is kind of my go-to although I will pull out put out the feelers with all my family members and my pals too just for backup like <laughs> I can hear them all listening going, all right, okay, so the millions of conversations, especially my mum, she's probably going, yeah, she's definitely my guru in terms of advice, but um, but yeah, essentially going with your gut, and you just maybe need that reassurance from others that you're, yeah, you're on it, you know what you're doing, that I don't tend to regret decisions that I've made, whether it be career or personal, like, I think it's it's important to kind of live in the present and look forward and think like lesson things are there to teach you lessons good or bad and you know I've got I know someone who does a podcast about failure mm -hmm. and it's that idea of like you can't succeed without failures or whatever however you would want to deem them hurdles or hiccups or along the way and yeah Hope, there's not been that many hiccups so <laughs> must be doing something right <laughs> so do you have any tools for sort of accessing your gut like you know some people would go to like meditation or maybe sitting quietly with a song or you know do you do you have anything that you wow that's a good question um I've definitely dabbled in meditation I'd like to be better at it I think everybody says that don't they because yes. um, every time I do it I'm like this is great why do I not do this more often <laughs> and at, at one point I was delivering a project where we did a lot of mindfulness and we did a bit of meditation with the young people and it was just lovely because you know it was part of like the the job so it was like great like this is making me do it every day but I, I couldn't I could not say that I do it I'm not disciplined enough to do it on a regular basis just yet but um oh, that's a good question I don't know I think just um you're probably just sitting down with whatever the decision is or whatever you know I'm kind of pondering over yeah I'm definitely like a overthinker which I try and own and not make it a negative thing <laughs> um so yeah I'll, th I'll think things through to the nth degree it's obviously important things things that I deem to be important decisions 
um, before I'll leap in. But essentially, I think I just know myself yeah. pretty good to know what I like and what I don't like. Um, but I, I hope that I'm an open person, that I'll always be open to having my, my opinion changed on anything. You know, like, I think it's important to learn from other people and other people's experiences and that not your experience is the be all and end all for sure you know and that's the joy of doing the bra and the brave as well it's just like hearing from all walks of life all experiences all ages and stages albeit it's all been adults that have been on the podcast but I've had the joy of working with young people as well and just like seeing their perspective and young people can teach us so much as well it's like an absolute privilege to to be around young people you know for that for that reason it's amazing so, yeah. yeah I think it's just um just knowing yourself and unfortunately that comes with experience so I've had to get older to <laughs> to know myself a better <laughs> yeah it's it's interesting isn't it you sort of pick up things as you go along well, well, well how can you be it's a quote I like, how can you be old and wise if you're in every young and crazy, you know? Each I like that. <laughs> Not that we're I don't old. think I was ever young and crazy, though. Yeah. I'm such a goody two-shoes. <laughs> oh, really? I'm sure you've got a wild side in there somewhere. Oh, I, I'm such a goody two-shoes. I'm, I'm definitely your people pleaser. Stick to the rules, kind of gal. Oh, I 100%. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah, well, definitely for sure. What does being brawn brave mean to you then? Gosh, do you know, I've asked this a couple of times in the podcast and people give so, such eloquent answers on, like, just off the cusp. I'm like, how are you doing that? Every time I ask questions in the podcast, I'm like, yeah, I'd need like a proper like 10 minutes with that question. <laughs> <laughs> so for you to ask me, I'm like, oh, wow. <laughs> um, I, I guess it's just embracing whatever you, you love and going for it and and if you come up against adversity or you come up against maybe the voices in your own head saying ah but what about this and what about that no you can't do that and that'll be really difficult and the, the amount of people I've spoken to that have just totally blown me away with their their attitude just to of course I could do it why not mm-hmm. why not do that thing um and for me, I'm, I don't think of myself as, as brawn and brave, but I definitely as, a, aspire to be more brawn brave for sure. Um, it, you know, I, I know what I've achieved and I'm very proud of myself in a, in a sense that I've been able to do the things I've done, you know, and I think it's important to give yourself a wee pat in the back, but mm. I, I definitely am impressed by other people's bravery to just go for things. Um, and not overthink it to the point where you take that step back and go, nah. And because I definitely do that often enough. As much as I'll, you know, I've started a podcast and I've started a dance troupe, there's other things that I probably would like to do mm-hmm. that I'm just, I'm still ruminating, I'm still procrastinating. I'll get there. <laughs> One day. Yeah, maybe it's just not the right time. Or maybe you'll just have that light bulb moment and you'll be like, now is the time (laughs) it sounds like you're doing a heck of a lot so sometimes as well if you've got too much on the go you know and it's like that focus isn't it it's like spinning all the plates yeah and maybe it's just like you know because you've achieved so much with your dancing and you know you're doing so great with the podcast and stuff and it's just trying to like enjoy each thing as well and then I'm sure your gut feeling will tell you when's the right time to to do what 
other artistic creative project (laughs) and the thing is you know like it's about celebrating who you are I think like I think the the world obviously would be a very boring place if we're all the same Uh so you know and what's that phrase comparison is the thief of joy it really is like I don't I don't ever listen to my guests you know when I'm listening back to an episode and go oh I wish I was like them you know Mm. I'm very impressed and inspired and motivated by people's stories Mm -hmm. but I think it's also important to embrace your own story and and celebrate your own wins Mm -hmm. um you know I'm definitely not necessarily my biggest cheerleader and you know it's not about that but it's about going well I'm me and what 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 can you bring to the, the table you know and this other person and it's that again it's that collaboration I don't want to collaborate with people that are like me. I want to learn from other people. Mm-hmm. And I think it's just, um, yeah, celebrating your own wins, but also recognising that you can be inspired and learn from other people. And that's just like an absolute joy and privilege. I know I just keep saying the same words, but I, I <laughs> genuinely, that's how I feel about it. It's um, so good. It's so inspiring to hear that. And it just you know because it's it's really important and collaboration is like owning who you are and owning your own story and not having to be like other people and then and then I always say uh, like be inspired not intimidated by people you know just be inspired that oh it's really interesting that they think that way and stuff and you know just speak like being curious and and I just think that lives like leads for a really happy life doesn't it well, that's I just see the, the, the joy can be sucked out of a situation where maybe a young person in a class, a dance class, is maybe looking across the room at someone else who's mm. nailed that move. Yeah. And you're like, do not compare yourself to them. You are not that person. Yeah. You know, you're you and you will get there whenever you're going to get there. And it's not about the final destination. It's about the journey. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, and, I, and I'll say all that to a young person. So you've got to say it to yourself. You know, it's like saying all the right things to other people. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a game with the, like the podcasting thing as well, you know, supporting other people and like doing the podcast and workshops and working on a series of workshops just now, again, with young people. And I'm like, the more the merrier. Like, I've never been in like, I don't want to be in competition with anybody you know all through my dance career the things I've done the opportunities I've had it's it's been an honor to be in the space with other people and learn from them and and realize like you don't know all of course you don't I don't want to know all the minute you think you know all you've had it you know what I mean so it's not about comparing yourself or being in competition like there's room for everybody like bring up like more podcasts more dance troops like you know it's for me it's just like this is an absolute joy to do something you love to do whether it's a hobby or whether it's your career whether it's your your job whatever you're doing I would hope that people can find that that kind of aspect of joy that I do in my work not to say that it's not difficult and you know self-employment is is really hard going and you're not the work's not always guaranteed and you're spinning all the plates and all the work comes at one time and then it's like tumbleweed and so yeah it's not all (laughs) it's not all singing in the rain like dancing down the street but essentially I consider myself to be very lucky to to have done what I've done and whatever happens next it's just like another I guess adventure I guess (laughs) and I love your attitude of like abundance you know there's there's plenty there you know it's not a 
because when we go into that resistance mode, you know, and uh, you, you start looking about, and you know, oh, is there already, you know, if you'd said, oh, there's too many podcasts, there's not enough space, or, you know, you were in that resistance mode, whereas that's just nonsense, you know, the world's a huge place with so many people with, uh, you know, so much, and, you know, so many people want to hear and want to be inspired, and it's like, yes, it's open, it's so... It's such a such a good attitude to have. Yeah, I mean, I've obviously come from a privileged position where I've had the opportunity to embrace certain things to allow me to do what I do, and you know, even the podcast alone, like to have the technology to sit and and, and record an episode of a podcast. Like, so you've just got to go like embrace your situation and be thankful again it's going back to that gratitude like mm-hmm. i'm grateful for everything that i've been able to do and i've been more than supported mm-hmm. by lots of people you know the podcast wouldn't be a thing if it wasn't for all the people that have gone it like your good self jojo you know like i messaged you saying do you want to come on a podcast and you said yes like there would be no it, the, there maybe would be a podcast but it certainly wouldn't be the bra and the brave mm-hmm. um so yeah it's just about all the all the people and all the things I've learned along the way, and I'm just looking forward to to more learning. Really, I know. And squish it into this brain of mine. <laughs> I know, I know. It's like there's so much to learn, and and that's the exciting thing, though, because it keeps life interesting, right? People we're learning all the time, and it's it's such a good good thing for. And through this lockdown, it's so good to hear that although it's been really tough for you that you've still got your passion project and you're still doing loads online and making the most of, of a tricky situation. That'll be really inspiring for people to hear that because, you know, it's not always been easy, um, but there is hope and there is, you know, there, there will be good things that have come out of it. And I think it's great. You've, you've created like a, a sort of Zoom session for creatives that you do. Yeah, totally. That was lovely, actually. I just, you know, again, it's just dreaming up other at ideas and you're like is this a, is this a thing that people would want i don't know let's just put it out there and see so yeah i think it was october or november i think i'd i'd come up with this idea where well just again it was like that you have this conversation with somebody over the internet and then they're like thank you bye and you maybe send them the edit or whatever and they send you the photographs and there's a kind of to and fro and then it's like well hopefully i'll meet you in real life one day and then that's it and i'm like but now you're in my clan like you know and it there's there's never that kind of idea that you know now that you've been on the podcast like you're in my circle you have to come to all the things and all the events but it really was just born out of this a lot of people have been stuck at home mm-hmm. not being able to do their their normal routine their normal jobs um especially people that are working in the arts that are self-employed mm-hmm. so again it was just that kind of idea of like how can I connect people together I've met all these dead interesting people that do amazing things that are dead talented and maybe if we did a zoom session all together where if you've been on the podcast you can come into this zoom and you can be like do you know what I'm putting out a new track next week is there any chance that you could all share it in your social media that would really help me out mm-hmm. of course like that takes no effort whatsoever mm-hmm. you know and I, I was like all I need to do is set up a zoom and bring all these amazing people so like the first time it happened of course you're like well nobody's going to come you know i've sent all the invitations and that i'm going to be sitting here on my, my own but lo and behold it wasn't there was about i think there was about 30 people wow. which was meant like i was like oh my word they just kept coming in and coming in and, and it was yeah. so like i was my 
face was sore for smiling just like all these people that essentially some of them I'd had a conversation with in 2019 when I started the podcast wow. and then some of them I just spoke to last week on the last episode and yeah so people were saying that was great fun thanks very much we actually did like a drawing drawing challenge on the first one so everybody did have a bit of pen and paper and you couldn't take your pen off the page and with to draw somebody else that was in the zoom <laughs> you know and some people knew each other so they were like oh cool they're so and so how you doing and then um and then you know just people would maybe start sharing their story and other you could see other people looking like oh my words like you know because I've been told these amazing stories on the podcast but not everybody that's been on the podcast has listened to the other episodes so it was just like lovely for people to realize who was actually there and yeah so we've ran a few of them and if, if they're not of any use and people don't want to come that's absolutely fine I've said that to everybody there's no pressure I'm just going to do this thing once a month and if you want to come you can and the hope is that obviously when we're all out to it'll be in real life because I'm I'm one for hosting a party so <laughs> I want to hold an actual event in an actual room with actual people so that would be lovely but yeah for the time being it's a, it's a monthly zoom with anybody that's been on the podcast and um, yeah it's lovely that's amazing like what an amazing thing to do like that's a proper mojo injection for people so ah, well I mean like it's zero effort for me I literally just start the zoom and then I'm like on you go all these amazing people you know but I just sit here in total awe because the thing is like you'll have had a conversation with somebody maybe months ago and they've went on to do other things and they're creating and they're writing or they're working with so-and-so or or they're coming on saying oh this is rotten in it and you're like yeah it is rotten mm-hmm. but we're all in this you know so it's just nice to have that human connection and yeah if you can give somebody a shout out or you can connect somebody with somebody else I've been really lucky like people have been really kind to me over the years like suggesting me for choreography jobs or suggesting the, the dance troupe for events and you know you you definitely wouldn't be as successful as you, you know without people giving you a leg up so if yeah. I can do that for somebody else it costs nothing like if I see an advert for a job I, I will constantly send people stuff just dm them on instagram like that's no effort like you everybody should be doing that for anybody you know like if you can help somebody out it's it's you should be doing more of that like be kind like it's, it doesn't take a lot of effort yeah and it makes a huge difference to people doesn't it totally well it has to me and I'm really grateful for anybody that's helped me out along the way whether it's to do with the podcast or my work so yeah it's and you get a wee buzz out of helping people as well so there's a wee bit of like oh well that was nice I was able to help somebody out so kindness kindness helps you know so important definitely helps well it's been um, amazing to talk to you it's been so nice to talk to you and I can't thank you enough for a coming on my podcast and just being so eloquent and just uh it was wonderful to to speak to you and to be part of that amazing event that you spoke so brilliantly at it really was oh it feels like a lifetime ago now it's weird because like a TED talk had been sort of on my vision board for a while but it was like not your average sort of TED event like all online and stuff um you know I'd love to do a live one sometime but it was amazing to to sort of have that experience and share quite a raw story that's you know I'm only 10 months into the recovery so it's been interesting but in a way it seems like like it happened ages ago do you know what I mean because but uh, so much has happened even since since the end of last year for everyone but um 
no, I was just in total awe of you and, and everyone that was involved in that event and just really grateful that we were still able to make that podcast episode. Um, you did well because you, you, you got a lot of the speakers on it. I listened to it. I was out running and I listened to the full episode and I loved the way you edited it all and it was brilliant. Oh, it was just an absolute joy. And um, yeah, just again, like I know I said on the podcast, we're just so impressed by everyone's ability to adapt and just go with the flow, especially Maureen, obviously organising that event. And um, yeah, just wonderful. And in terms of vision boards, I'm, I'm interested. Do you actually make like a physical vision board? Is this a thing I should be doing, Jojo? Oh, it's so good. I mean, I've been, I was invited to review a workshop a couple of years ago. And so I rocked up not really knowing like what to expect. And they had on like a full meditation session to get you into your gut intuition. And then they've had like magazines everywhere and like they had the, the posters all cut out for you, like the cardboard. And then they had like all like lots of words like, you know, adventure or living or travel or all the sort of stuff you might put. And then like loads and loads of magazines and um, sort of glues and um, like scissors and you could just, and when you're going through it, it's amazing. You might just see like, a beautiful chair that you oh I really like that and to, to make my space a bit more colorful or you see this amazing like holiday you're like oh I'd love to go there and you just get inspired and it's like it's not necessarily all material stuff either it can just mm. be like a sense of calm or I suck stuff on like walking soothes my soul or um you know feel more alive so then you think about well how can I do that right and then I got into like wild swimming and stuff so it's it's just thoughts and in it it's just such an amazing thing and I've done it with the kids and they love it like they're six and eight but they absolutely love it and it's such a good thing such a good thing to do well I do love a crafting project as well when I've got time so I'm down for like the cutting stuff up and sticking stuff on like and not having to like have any sort of skill like my craft projects are very like primary (laughs) primary two level so that sounds like up my street but you know if you have like a mix of magazines and you know you might think of an idea that you haven't thought of yet do you know what I mean you might Mm, I've never done it before yeah like if you like get some dance magazines or get some like you know just like a mixture of stuff and mm. inspired or just like newspapers and you might be going through and a headline catches your eye it could be like oh, a dance That's award cool. or like a oh, yeah it could be anything but honestly it'd be I really need to have to give this a go this sounds good yeah a friend of mine has done a vision board before and i've always thought mm, maybe i should try that so yeah, I'm not getting any excuse. I'm, I've got plenty of magazines kicking about and <laughs> a lot of time on my hands, so it's I might need to make fun. a vision board. You're a visionary, so do it. Wow. I, I, I wonder what will be on this vision board. I'll need to tell you if I make one. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, w- I want to send, send me it. I want to see it. <laughs> well, seeing your videos, actually, your wild swimming, I'm like, oh, I've, I had um, Groundswell Scotland on the podcast recently and they were like, you need to come and like do some wild swimming with us and I'm like oh my word like really out my comfort zone there (laughs) you know what though I was speaking to someone today about it and just like going back to my first one I did in Feb 2019 to where I'm at now and I've still got you know a, a long way to go with it but my tolerance is just it's building and building and building to the point that people are saying to me you're a nutter and I'm like do you know what you just 
adapt like you get that buzz you know and I'm quite safe with that I have my hot water bottle in winter my hot flask my hats I've mm. got the feet now the, the the protective like the footwear and the yeah. gloves and stuff so you know I'm finding my way with it but it's just so it's a free um covid friendly um yeah. just amazing mojo injection and I can't recommend it enough to people just pace yourself and like that's one of the events i would wanted to do um like because i'm a patron for a charity called make seconds count and i really wanted to do a huge wild swimming event fundraiser but uh, i just can't right now but that's something in the future i'll definitely do for them um so yeah that's so cool i love it yeah but these are the things like you you do a podcast you'll be the same and then people are telling you all these things you they do and you're like oh why do you do that why do that (laughs) you just add them to the list (laughs) just add to the list like yeah you don't have to add everything but maybe there'll be a couple of things that you think and like when i put feel more alive on my vision board it was like the wild swim was perfect because it does make mm. you feel not that I really people might have thought I was being greedy because I'm known as being quite high energy anyway but you know <laughs> we all deserve to feel and you know and there's different ways from ways to feel so yeah I'm all for that sort love of chat. So. love it love it well yeah. I'll, I'll be sure to let you know if I, if I make a vision board for sure please do and i'll put your um contact details in the show notes but is there a preference is like instagram or where are you most on if people want to get in touch yeah definitely is instagram where i reside most of the time there is like a twitter page for the bra and the brave and um a facebook but yeah i would say probably you'll find me on instagram most of the time the bra and the brave so anybody that wants to come and say hello um and just let me thank you for for letting me come on your podcast and and waffle i hope i haven't rabbited on too much (laughs) no i'm feeling inspired i'm gonna take some action no it's been amazing so thank you so much for sharing your story and your insights and your kind of little motivational takeaways as well it's been amazing so i really appreciate your time and it's lovely to connect with you again jojo hopefully we'll actually meet in real life one day one day imagine that and um yeah just wishing you all the best with everything you're doing as well for sure it's it's wonderful i feel i'm feeling the mojo for sure Oh, the mojo's there. The mojo's there. No, I'm really, let's be excited about the future. Let's be full of hope and uh, we'll get through the storm and uh, come out stronger and more thankful for all these great things we'll get to do after it. (laughs) Dancing. Dancing. More dancing. Sounds like a plan. (laughs) Thank you so much. Thank you. I love the 90s and with Lisa, so many songs for your playlist, I would say, actually. So, so many songs from Entrance, What Is Love by a Baby Don't Hurt Me, Torn. I used to sing this all the time. Get this on the playlist. I thought I saw a man brought to life. He was warm, he came around like he was dignified. He showed me what it was to cry. I'm actually learning to play piano at the moment. Um, well, not learning to play piano, I can play a little bit of piano, but learning to play new songs I love and just finding those little pockets of joy in the day. So this is my recommendation from the 90s. Conversation has run dry, that's what's going on. 
always one of my happy places where I can just bash out in the keys. So I guess the fortune teller's right. Should have seen just what was there and had some holy light. But you crawl beneath my veins and I, I don't care. I have no luck. I don't miss it all that much. also amazing at that time in the 90s I really got into them in 2001 when I was living in America Dangerously in Love with Beyonce singing Bootalicious all the tracks Say My Name Baby Get Your Beats Blasted guys Share with me your playlist songs mummyjojoblog at gmail.com or get me across at jojofraserlogin Keep the inspiration going Don't let it run dry don't get yourself torn. All the love, guys. I'm going to go and blast and try and set you free now and dance around my kitchen, I think. It's another one I'm going to learn to play. 